You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Welcome back to the New Day of Hope broadcast. We are excited that you joined us yet another time. And we know your heart will be blessed because there is a word from the Lord. And with everything that's going on around us, only the word of God that can sustain us during these difficult times. So I encourage you to focus on the Lord, not on the things around you, but on him. If these messages are adding values to your life, we encourage you to reach out to us and let us know. We would love to hear from you. You can reach us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. So stay tuned and be blessed. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. We are excited to be with you one more time. I tell you, man, time is really like an ever-rolling stream. It flies away. But we thank God for His goodness. We thank Him for His tender mercy. There is a word from the Lord, and we want to go to the book of Psalm. Psalm chapter 17, and the last verse of the 17th Psalm, that is 1, 7 and verse 15. It says, As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Today I'd like to talk to you on the subject, the glorious future of the believer. The glorious future of the believer. Glory to our God. David was a man who loved and served God. And, and, and that's in itself is powerful because I said that he was a man who loved and a man who served God. Would to God that more of us would be like that in our day and in our time. In fact, the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. Yet David had many enemies. All through the psalm, he was crying out for God to deliver him from the enemies. In the 17th Psalm, he tells how his enemies had tried to devour him as a lion devour its prey. But he ends his complaint on a note of victory. He says, as for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. So the question is, what is David saying here that can help us today? What is he really saying that could help all of us in our day and in our time? First we see, he shall live again. He says in the text that we are going to awake. Death ends all that is material. All that is physical, but not all that is spiritual. There is going to be 
a resurrection day. In the words of the old spiritual, there's going to be a great getting up morning. Little girl was singing, I will cut up to meet him in the air. And she couldn't say, I we will be cut up. She said, we will get up. But whether we are caught up or whether we get up, the bottom line is we are going to go to be with the Lord. Some people don't believe in a resurrection. But I heard Jesus telling Mary and Martha that their brother will rise again. Jesus died and rose again. And he said, because I live, ye shall live also, according to John chapter 14 and the 19th verse. In the 16th chapter of Luke, the master tells us the story of two men. He spoke of a rich man and a poor man who lived and died, but is what happened afterwards that really matters. Jesus pictures them as having life after death. We shall see the Lord Jesus. David said, I will behold thy face. Mary saw Jesus as he grew to manhood. John the Baptist saw him when he baptized him. Peter, James, and John saw him performed his mighty miracles. The other disciples saw Christ as and followed him. Pilate saw him as he stood in his court. The thieves saw him as they died side by side on Calvary. We've never seen Christ as they did, but we have seen him with the eyes of faith. It's by eyes of faith I see thee upon the cross of Calvary. Glory to our God. But the time, my friends, is coming when we shall see him face to face in all of his glory. And I, I love that I said the time that the time is coming when we shall see Christ face to face in all of his glory. People saw him beaten and spat upon. They saw him covered with sweat and blood as he died. But you and I are going to see him in all of his glory. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2, John wrote these words, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. A little boy was traveling across the country on a train. The journey took four days. Someone asked him, aren't you tired? Yes, he answered, but I'll see my father on Friday. We too can be cheerful, for we have the joy of knowing that at the end of the way, we will see Jesus. Glory to his wonderful name. Oh, I want to see him, the songwriter says, to look upon his face, there to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all pass. 
home at last, ever to rejoice. Oh, we are going to see him. We are going to see him some glad morning when this life will come to an end and we will fly away. It will be to a home where joy shall never end. We shall be satisfied, the text says. The things of this world never satisfied. We can try them all and finally find ourselves completely disappointed. Pleasures don't satisfy. Now, I must say that again. I said pleasures don't satisfy. Moses said in Hebrews, he rather suffered affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Moses was saying that because he knew very well that the pleasures of this life can only satisfy you for a moment or two, but not for all eternity. Unbelief doesn't satisfy. Money doesn't satisfy because the more you have is the more you want to get. Jake Gould, one of the richest men of America, said on his deathbed, I suppose I am the most miserable man on earth. You see, my friends, fame doesn't satisfy anyone. Christ is the only one who can satisfy here and here after. No wonder the song writer puts it well, that Jesus satisfies my longings. One of my favorite hymns, he said, all my life long, I had panted for a drink from some cool spring that I hoped would quench the burning of the first I felt within. But hallelujah, I have found him whom my soul so long has craved. Jesus satisfies my longings through his blood. I now am saved. So we shall be satisfied. We are going to be like our Lord. David said in our text, I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. I wish we were more like our Lord Jesus even now. I wish we were more like Christ in even in our churches, in our own personal lives, in our family lives. I wish we had more of his gentleness. I wish we had more of his humility. Oh, we are so confused and carried away with everything around us. I wish we had more of his kindness. I wish we had more of his holiness. 1 Corinthians 15, 49 says, And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly glory to his name. Philippians 3, 20 through 21 says, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. What a verse, what a text, what a powerful portion of the word. Let me say that one more time. For it says our conversation, that's our manner of life, is in heaven from whence 
also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. There is nothing more wonderful than this. We shall see Jesus and we will be like him. We can just try it even now down here to try to be more like Jesus, more like him in our songs and in our words and in our manner of life and how we treat one another. If we would only pattern our lives like that of Jesus, our world would be a better place to live. John said, It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Oh, to be like him, blessed Redeemer, this is my constant longing and prayer. In Christ, we have a grand and glorious future, my friends. Only in Christ, not in religion, not in politics, but only in Christ, we have a grand and a glorious future. Glory to his name. I know we will enjoy that glorious future that Christ has in store for us. There is only one way to get to that grand and glorious future, and that is through the righteousness of God. It is certainly not our righteousness, because the Bible says in ourselves we have no righteousness. Isaiah tells us that our righteousness is as filthy rags in the sight of God. So it is through the imputed righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ that is credited to our account when we exercise faith in Christ. So I need to tell you that one more time. I said that Isaiah said that our righteousness is as filthy rags. So it is through the imputed righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ that is credited to our account when we exercise faith in Christ. And right here, my friends, it behoves us to exercise faith in Christ. You know what faith is? The Bible says it is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. And in that very same text, it says, because without faith, it is highly impossible for any of us to please God. Because he that cometh to God, he must believe that God is, and that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It is called divine righteousness. We can't produce that kind of righteousness. It must come from Christ himself. We cannot go to the store and buy that kind of righteousness. We cannot manufacture that kind of righteousness because that righteousness is divine. But we must go to Christ and he'll credit that to our account when we exercise faith in him. We can't stand in God's presence without righteousness and perfection. We have to be just and we have to be holy and perfect as Jesus. 
He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. So you say, preacher, is it possible for one to be holy in this day and age, in a sinful world, this crucial time in life? Is it really possible for one to be holy, for one to have the righteousness of Christ in him? And the answer to that question, my friends, is yes, it is possible because Jesus said in his word that we must be holy because he is holy. Holy is his name. Glorious and mighty is his name. And if he said that we have to be holy because he is holy, then that's what we have to go by. When we came to Christ, we received the cloak of righteousness which will enable us to stand one day in the very presence of God. Oh, I love that. I say when we came to Christ and we accepted him as Savior and Lord of our lives, we at that time, my friends, we received the cloak of righteousness, which will enable one day in the very presence of God. Oh, my friends. That's going to be a wonderful moment when we stand in the very presence of the Almighty God. When we stand around the throne of glory and we began to sing, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty. What a day that is going to be. It's going to be a great day and a great time in the lives of those of us who are redeemed by the blood. Glory to God. And that time, my friends, I must tell you, is fastly and quickly approaching because signs of the times are everywhere. Or oh, the prophecies of the word of God are rapidly fulfilling. And we see that sooner or later, Jesus will burst the clouds of glory and he will come and take his waiting bride away. Oh, my friends, I must tell you that we must remember without holiness, no man shall see God. That's why we have to be holy because the time is coming when we will see our glorious future as children of the Almighty God. I know you should be excited. I am excited to see what is going to befall us when that day comes. So the text says, As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. May God bless your heart today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You have just listened to a powerful word, the glorious future of the believer, and that's something to look forward to. If you are a child of God, then you know you have a bright future ahead of you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, you know, my friends, we never bring our broadcast to a close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You too can have a glorious future if you would give your life over to Christ. Let us pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you for what you are doing for us even now, preparing a place for us in heaven. And we know that the time is rapidly coming when you will burst the clouds of glory 
and come and take us home with you. Speak to the hearts of those who do not know you as Lord and Savior. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. And if you are challenged or motivated by today's word, we encourage you to reach out to us at newdeafopatlanta at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdeafopatlanta at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, oh my friends, with joy you must carry on. Shalom. Peace to all of you.